0: And now, our feature presentation. The best in the world is right here,
1: right now. Whether
2: you like it or don't like it, pal, learn to love it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome.
3: All right, listen
2: up. Now it's our time to step forward. It's time to bring the NWE back into the spotlight. I was thinking that it might be a good idea if you and I formed an alliance. Let's get ready to rumble! Attention everyone. Welcome to the greatest wrestling program in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Stop what you're doing and listen.
0: It's the Alliance Guys podcast with your hosts Kevin Frazier, DKM, and j
3: What I do know is this, that uh, for the first time in a very long time, I was happy with where my $5 went this month. Uh, It it hurt a heck of a lot less watching some of this wrestling um, because it felt like a good wrestling show. And I'm not going to say it was the best wrestling I've ever seen, but this was probably the best presentation that the NWA has provided in a 45 to 55 minute window. And uh, I was very happy with it. You know, I know, Jaden, you didn't catch it, but uh, I'm going to ask DK, what did you think of, uh, by any means necessary, part one?
1: Well, I really enjoyed the first 30 minutes. Even some of the things I wasn't overly fond of made sense because of how they did it. Uh, wasn't wild about the women's tag match. But in isolation, I like Mims versus uh, Mass Dude, Scion, Mass Dude, and uh, the Great Mass Dude. Excuse me. So you know, hey, like you said, five bucks. I probably got my money's worth
0: out of it.
3: Kevin. How'd you feel
0: about this one? I, I liked, I thought it was, uh, I thought the whole thing, I thought it was actually a pretty good show. I felt like the opening of the show was very, I asked, I, 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 te- I don't know if I texted you guys about it, but, um, it's like, uh, I felt like jazz might've booked that opener because that was a, that was a, something we would, we would used to do at our shows in Louisiana and, you know, open the show with like 30 minutes of wrestling. And, you know, just continual, and in reality, like no, it, it was these weren't huge built-up storylines, but like I would I would think that DK can agree with me on this that it did kind of make sense though, and and you know why it made sense because it was fun, it was exciting, it was entertaining, and that's what wrestling should be. God dog, it like it's supposed to be fun, entertaining, and exciting. Uh, I, again, I, I felt and like it had the, a surprise. It, yeah, there were surprises. Uh, wh- the in-ring work was left a little bit to be desired, but I'll tell you who I was very impressed with, and that was the Fixers. Um, I didn't realize how big they were until they got in the ring. And, you know, and even though it's hilarious to watch the the, the, the big fat one, what's his name? Uh Rocky Ball, ball. So <laughs> watching, ball him, <laughs> watching him run across the ring was a, was maybe my favorite part of the night cause, if you didn't watch him run across the ring, guys, you got to go back and watch it. But those guys were good, man. They they were entertaining. They were big. They were believable. Um, I, I knew they were going to lose to Mike Bennett and his guy. But um, I, to me, I felt like them and Mims' new look were my favorite parts of the show. Mims jumped up a huge notch. and This is the second what Jaden said earlier. Um, that the re- a wrestler's gear and their presentation can really change the game for them because it can help eliminate distractions and draw your attention away from some of their flaws. It's kind of like bodybuilding, um, you know. Don't show your flaws, only show your strengths. And you know, I think with Mims putting a singlet on, a nice singlet, no less, a good-looking singlet. It's a nice. He had some nice gear. Uh, it made me look at his face more. Maybe look at his 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 physical prowess more and I was really, I was really impressed with Mims. And honestly, I, I knew he wasn't gonna win the match, but I wanted him to, which tells you I was into it. I really wanted him to, I was like, come on, man. I know he's not gonna win it, but dang it, like, I feel like I'm sliding in the direction of becoming a fan of his, which is pretty exciting. You know, it's kind of a cool thing to say, you know, cause I wanna be a fan. I'm not the bitter old wrestler, Jaden. I actually still love wrestling and like it. I have very, very little uh,
2: bad taste in my mouth about the business. So when are you making a comeback then?
0: That, 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 I'm trying to keep it that way.
2: Oh, I see. <laughs> Don't become a promoter oh, no, no. then. You'll hate hey, wrestling.
0: Hey, I will say this. I will say this. You get me a match with Rey Mysterio, Jushin Liger, Chavo Guerrero, so, some great cruiserweight that I've never wrestled. I'll be yeah. I'll come out of retirement for that. What about you know, Craig Classic? <laughs> Heck no. But no, really. I I would I would I, I would take Rey Mysterio any day. I'll do it for free. Just fly me in. I'm in.
3: I got my so go.
0: I'm just saying, like Rey Mysterio. That that was he's my favorite wrestler of all time, and in my opinion, the only guy that rivals Daniel Bryan in work rate for the last 20 years.
3: James H Jackson pointed out by any means necessary actually was one hour and 15 minutes and 37 seconds in length. So really they like this over delivered as far as I'm concerned, because, you know, they advertised uh, like three matches or four matches and we got more and I'm always okay with more. Um, it starts off with a promo from Jack Stain, and, you know, Jack Stane is really kind of taking taken to the next level in terms of his promo skills. Like he's a guy that we've always wanted to hear what he had to say But as champion in the NWA was very quiet. You you almost never heard him cut promos. And this this, uh, resurgence of the former world champion, former North American champion, former national champion, former tag team champion, um, has really been a a step up. And I really like the development of the character. Um, Two quotes that I love that he said is uh, what we're going to see is a level of violence you haven't seen before which I think is always great when talking about a steel cage match and I really enjoyed when he emphasized that I will put my fist through your face always like great talking points as far as I'm concerned I thought it was a great promo Uh, DK what did you think about the promo
1: Uh, yeah it's kind of what you said I'm kind of sad he wasn't doing things like this back when he was champion I mean just I don't know if it's more confidence in his uh, abilities now or what but uh, in, he's got a soft voice but it works for him you know and this is proof that you don't have to be yelling screaming, hollering and still be somewhat intimidating because you know I've stood next to, to Jax before and there's pictures of me next to Jax and you know the size alone intimidates you <laughs> uh yeah, you know, his his talk was good, made sense, you believed him. You didn't think that these were words that were written for him. You you believed what he said. Kevin.
0: Yeah, I, I okay. Before everybody freaks out on me here, uh it wasn't Jax's best promo. Uh, no. since he's been working in this character. Um, I, I felt like it, it, it I felt, and, and again, you know, hey, you know, what am I to tell Jax Dane, who, like DK said, like, one of the more intimidating guys I've ever met in my life. Um, but also one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, too. And and he was the, he, yeah, anyway, sure. um, but no, I, I felt like maybe a little better preparation for this promo would have paid dividends for him. For him, uh, just maybe you don't have to you don't have to script your whole promo, but maybe you you want to pace it, you know and it felt like it kind of just meow at the end. Um, and you always want to end a promo. you always want to start the promo strong and you always want to end the promo strong and you always want to make a point. He made a point. He started the promo strong. I just felt like it ended with a little bit of ink, but as a whole, he's still the most interesting character they've got going on their television show for me. And again, I, I look for all of Steve Austin's promos weren't always great either. Um, so but the majority of them were. And I'm I'm looking forward to more Jack Stain on NWA TV because he's he's right now four out of the five dollars, four, paying for four out of the five dollars I'm spending. And if he's on the show, I'm watching.
1: This may sound weird, but I think he's actually kind of peaking now. It's been nine years since he held the title, but I mean, I think right now he's probably at his peak.
3: Uh, Yeah, um, real quick, I think I just read some more releases and that's kind of why I I was quiet there for a second, but it it looks like... I don't know if these are accurate or not because it's not a source that I'm familiar with, but it sounds like Danny Birch, Tim Thatcher, Drew Gulak, and Tegan Knox have been cut as well. But I like I three say, out of four other people.
0: So Tegan Knox, Thatcher, and who? Uh,
3: uh, Drew Gulak. Okay. Danny Birch. Okay.
1: I know so I, Danny Birch was uh, only Lor- Lor- Lorcan's partner, yeah. so.
3: Yeah,
0: G- Gulak was pretty good, but didn't fit into the WWE very well. I think thatcher they, they, they let go of Thatcher.
3: That's that's what they—that's what this report okay. said.
0: Yeah, I, I really like Timothy Thatcher. So, I, I, but again, there's probably reasons behind it. And then, what was the the other one that you mentioned?
3: Um, it was Tegan Knox. Yeah. Uh, okay. But, So anyways, all right, so that's, again, crazy. Uh, A lot of stuff is just changing here on the fly, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how things come in 2022, that's for sure. This year's almost over, guys. December 4th is the Hard Times pay-per-view, and that's just a month away from today. So all those NXT contracts that expired, you know, in 30 days, they should be able to appear on the NWA program if they so choose to. Um, Next up, we get uh, The Pope. With our, our guy Joe Galli in the ring. And it's a fired up promo. But again, it's... You know, I love... I could listen to the Pope read the, read the dictionary. I could listen to him read the a thesaurus. And that's basically what this was. Because there was no real substance to what he was saying. He was just excited to be there. And he was kind of doing what Pope does. Which is saying nothing by saying a lot. Um, so, I mean, I I... It was a fun promo, but he really didn't tell us anything that we didn't already know. Didn't give us any new information. And uh, that would set up the match between Pope and Colby Carino. And just as an FYI to Mr. Uh, Modern Day Hero, Nick Aldous said that the best free agent signing that the NWA has done in 2021 was bringing Colby Carino. So I'm just going to put that out there.
1: Oh, man, I'm no longer an Aldous fan.
3: I never was. Never mind. Excuse me. (laughs) Well, he
0: did. He did. He did block me on Twitter. So apparently, he's not that smart of a guy. Maybe he's just all looks and promos, but no brains.
3: Um, Colby brings out the fixers, Jay Bradley and Wrecking Ball Ligurski. Wrecking Ball was trained by Matt Taven and is currently training with Bully Ray. Hmm. Um, Jay Bradley was at the 70th anniversary show. He was also at the Crockett Cup and was even at the um, pop-up show that they did in early January 2019 uh, when he ra- wrestled Tom Latimer. Kevin, you'll be happy to hear that Tom Latimer beat him. Um, and the match was going okay, uh, but the, uh, the the Fixers started to get involved. That would bring out the ill-begotten uh, of... Uh, such an awful name. ...of Captain Yuma and Rush Freeman. Uh, they would join the Pope in support and kind of help even up the odds. Hope would end up getting the victory uh, the match itself i was i was actually all right with this match uh i'm gonna go to you first kev because i know you're a huge colby fan what did you think of this one
0: yeah i didn't really like the match very well if colby's so great i really felt like this match should have been right in his wheelhouse uh for a guy like of that size and stature getting to wrestle a guy's hope size and stature the as they say in football the playbook is completely open And these guys could have done anything and everything in that match, given their size uh, comparison. uh, The fact that, you know, one of them has charisma, the other one pretends like he has charisma. Um, It could have been more. I would have liked to see more of the match. It wasn't a bad match by any stretch. Uh, This is a great point to, great time to point out the production value on this show was a hundred times better. Like, 100 times better like did i say 100 times better already like it was no. so much better um so it was so much easier to watch but um uh, yeah the match was all right it wasn't certainly wasn't bad i count kind of him the same with both you know it's like it's like give let him let him just a good promo like that if he doesn't have anything to say let him pick something random to talk about but not something like that we've already heard him Go out and not talk about saying and, say, and then not say it. It's like let him go in there and talk about Kentucky and the history of the town they're in, or something, or I don't know, just talk about something and then the match happened, you know, because he's such a good talker, he could just go out there and talk about anything and it would be fun to listen to. Um, but again, it wasn't a bad match. Uh, it, it, there was a huge botch there though, uh, all with Kobe Carino off the top. Uh, in that match with the double foot stomp and all that. And it's just like, come on, NWA, guys. Like, every show you've got this. At some point, somebody that's booking this thing needs to come in, a a worker who understands this sort of needs to come and say, guys, we've got to tighten this up. Like, we can't have a botch every single show, especially in this match where it's supposed to be two of their work rate guys. So it it was good, but it, it was certainly... But I, I definitely like the segue into the next match.
3: Was it was it a weird? In and, and DK, we'll get to your thoughts in just a second, Kevin. When he missed that spot, I, you know, being the uh, non pro wrestler but a longtime fan, realized something went wrong. D- did it look like to you that Colby was like a deer caught in the headlights because he didn't really know what to do to yeah. adjust for that? Because that's what it looked like to me, and it looked like Pope tried to make something out of it, but it sure looked like Colby was just lost
0: there for a second. Uh, yeah, I, I I can I just I just think Kobe Colby if Colby Carino wasn't Colby Carino, he would not even be on this show. Like I like guys for just a second, pretend like his name was John Smith. You know, because he doesn't even have a gimmick. Remember we you know, like he doesn't even have anything really attached to him. It's just Colby my dad's famous last name. Now everybody should pay attention to me, and he's even said that on the show. Um, I, like I said, if you call him John Smith and pretend like he has no background, um, you might you might start to see a little bit of what I'm talking about.
3: TK, your thoughts.
1: Back in the day, after he was way past his prime. Nobody could work up a crowd quite like uh, Jimmy Valiant could. And I mean, he would go out there and he would talk and he'd do a promo. And if you ever got a crowd would go crazy, but if you ever got a transcript of what he said, he never said anything. I mean? Just total, total garbage. And I kind of feel that way with Pope today. Pope can go out there and say almost anything and I get excited. I mean, I love listening to him. Just, and he has, he has the enthusiasm that you need to open a show. I mean, he had a purpose when he went out there, when that was to get the crowd going. And, you know, as far as I was concerned, he was successful. But, I thought the mattress okay. I didn't have anything against it except for that one blown spot. And it was just more like, I don't know, deer in the headlights is right, but just, I mean, you could almost see the look on his face of, damn, that wasn't right. And so, uh, I only wish Pope would have reacted a little bit quicker than he did, you know, and done something, rolled him up or something. But overall, I mean, I don't have any, I don't have any major complaints and only that one minor complaint. But what I really want to know is, Jaden, what's your opinion on Kobe Carino?
2: I've actually known the kid since he was like, eight. And he was a good kid. I think he had some issues that kind of derailed him for a little while and he's trying to get back on track. Um, I didn't see the match, so I can't give an honest opinion about it. Uh, when he's in there against a good veteran, I know I've seen him have some good matches, uh, but I, I guess if he blew a spot, and that's what happens with a lot of these wrestlers nowadays. They do these spots, 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 spot, spots, instead of reacting with the crowd once and reacting to the flow of the match and reacting to with a situation out there that they get lost once something goes wrong and they have no idea what to do. That happens to a lot of the uh, wrestlers from nowadays.
1: I, I will say I do like him with the uh, the fixers and yeah. the reason is they're both big huge guys and he I mean if I were somebody I'd probably transition him more into like a manager role for them because he's kind of got that slapable, arrogant thing and I think he's somebody that could take the bumps needed for the for that team you know get beat up on a regular basis or something like that for the team or whatever so I, I will say I like that pairing I'll also say since we're probably getting ready to move to talk about the fixers that wrecking ball Gursky certainly you know he, he looks like his name big guy and and you know uh round but, but he, he's kind of like King Kong Bundy You I don't know the there. same thing you, you don't sit there and think, oh, fat guy. You think, big guy.
3: Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, Gary Horn kept saying uh, via the live chat and uh, and uh, on, on their post show as well how big those guys were. And you wouldn't believe how big they were. I have stood next to Jay Bradley before. He's a big guy, and he doesn't look all that big when he's standing next to... To uh, the wrecking ball there But they're both legitimately 6'4 Big dudes um, And it was kind of neat to see uh, Another tag team introduced To the NWA Although they don't have the best track record With tag team wrestling Maybe that changes after by any means necessary Because the next match we get Is the uh, the aforementioned Ill-begotten who came to even up the odds Against the Fixers Now the ill-begotten uh, Like I said is Rush Freeman and Captain Yuma and, uh, this match, uh, did a great job of establishing, uh, who these guys are in the fixers, um, wrecking ball and Bradley, they just made everything look easy. And even rush Freeman, who's a big dude in a, in his own right was still kind of, uh, dwarfed by these two, these two, two brutes, um, you know, Rick, uh, the fixers end up getting the victory and, uh, post promo, we get Jay Bradley saying that they're the fixers and they're for hire which kind of makes me think that there's a lot of interesting opportunities they can use with that tag team. Uh, DK, uh, what did you think of that match, the tag team match?
1: Uh, You know, look, honestly, anything that Yuma's evolved with, I tend to not enjoy. But there was kind of an exception in this place, in this case, because they especially considering what happens after this match, is they filled a role that needed to be done, which was to get the fix, fixers over as big, brutal, destructive men. And uh, I know Jay Browley, I've watched him for a while. Uh, don't really have any complaints against him. I think I think he's don't think he'll ever be big time big time but you know I think he's a I think he's a solid talent this is the first time I've ever seen wrecking Ball, ball like I said the name fits fits his look it fits the way he moves in the ring it fits his power destructive style I like these two I like these two quite a bit and so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing more of them in W A. and and welcome. So hello, Kevin.
0: Yeah, I, I actually agree with you on Yuma and uh, and uh, Rush. homeboy Rush. Yeah, I, they're just the weirdest pairing still. Uh, but I agree. I I thought they did. They actually, they actually served a purpose in this match. Um, I would have liked to see it go a little faster, a little shorter. But as a whole, uh, Bri- yeah, Bradley and Wrecking Ball are impressive, and honestly, like they're entertaining too. And that's the part that that you probably wouldn't expect off the bat. And it's not like they're out there trying to be entertaining, but they're good. Um, and like I said. Wrecking Ball running across the ring to tag Bradley was not supposed to be entertaining, but it was. (laughs) (laughs) And and honestly, look, that's why I love I love wrestling. Honestly, y'all know I'm a huge fan of heavyweight wrestling for sure. Um, You know, when you're a good heavyweight, you can just circle the ring and yell at each other, and it's entertaining. Um, Go watch Nord the Barbarian and uh, I think it's maybe Bruiser Brody. They just walk around for 10 minutes yelling at each other. And I, by the time they get, I get about five minutes in, I'm standing up yelling too. But, um, you know. <laughs> anyway, oh, by the way, guys, my friend, we all know Bull on this show. He he had a wrestling match over the weekend. And he sent me the video, and I'll send it to you guys. And he, in about five minutes and 55 seconds, he slaps this kid because he won't sell for him so hard. And it's so funny. I've showed it to all my people at work. And what I do is I just, I pull up the video and I just let them hear the audio of the slap first. And everybody pops just for the hearing it. And they're like, oh my God, I've got to see that. And then they see it and they're like, I can't believe it was even better when I got to see it. So anyways, um, I, I love big heavyweight wrestling. I love when big guys go out there and just beat, beat up on each other. And these guys were entertaining. Um, I, I really enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed that I got to see them for three segments in a row and uh, two matches. And so kudos because we did get some really good, as we say on the show, content uh, in these matches. I, I really, I really thought this was the strongest part of any segment NWA's had in a while. My uh, beautiful wife will be entering the screen here any second now. Hey. Beautiful I'm out of my league here, guys. Just,
1: just oh, we all knew that already. But you know, I, I gotta admit, Kevin, hearing the story about a uh, Bull who we all love. Uh, slapping that guy is probably the best thing I've heard today. So I'm I, I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait to see the video because
0: it's so good.
1: No, 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 knowing bull, it's got to be. You, you really wonder what stupid people think sometimes.
2: Uh, you, you know, just, I have a question, though. Yes. I have a friend named Vinny, and I'm not sure how he's going to like this fixer tag team. You know, he might have to get his uh, Italian lawyers from from New Jersey to uh, see about doing something like that. Mr. Uh, Baba Ganoush and Mr. Bumbats and, and everything like that to see if they could do something about that Fixer name. Because there's only one Fixer, and that's Benny the Fixer, in my opinion. That said, though, Jay Bradley's pretty awesome, and I know Wrecking Ball the He's a really good kid, too. Uh, Jay Bradley kind of reminds me of a very young Stan Hansen, in a way. Oh, that's a good call. And then uh, Wrecking Ball the kind of reminds me more of Bam Bam Bigelow without the cartwheel. Like, I need I to see
1: Bam Bam. But I yeah, I, I thought Bundy when I first saw him. I was like, oh man, we got modern day King Kong Bundy in here.
0: Not tall enough, but he's he's got the right body
3: for it. Alright, so now I'm now I'm desperately trying to figure out how to get that video on the channel, so bear with me while I try <laughs> to figure this out.
0: Yeah, I put it I put it in the chat by the way, if you're talking about the full slap. It's yeah. at about five minutes and fifty seconds on the on the video, guys. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding, y'all. It is so great. <laughs> and again, like, and I, I, maybe you know, I'm a, I'm a, a, a brute, a brute old, but I I like physical wrestling. I'm of the belief that wrestling should be like football. You know, you, you don't take your helmet off and hit him in the face with it. But you gotta hit hard, man. Like it has to be hard hitting. There's gotta be like some oomph to it or it's just it's just you know not it just doesn't have the same meat to it for me that's the content I'm looking for
3: when did you say the match what what time was it
0: it was about 5 minutes and 50 seconds
3: 5 minutes and 50 seconds right.
2: I know all three of you are football fans but I really don't like football fans I don't like sports that are predetermined that's why I like legitimate sports like professional wrestling
0: hey you are on to something Jaden I'm so serious because my two favorite teams have the most holy have crap the most, <laughs> have the, yeah DK side. but my two <laughs> favorite teams get the worst refing calls of any teams in football man Michigan Wolverines and the Dallas Cowboys they have a stat for now for like referee calls that, that could have gone either way that didn't go your way and the Dallas Cowboys have led the NFL in the last three years in those calls it's just it's hard to watch the game sometimes man because you're just like here we go again <laughs> Uh Uh-oh. Are we getting it? Oh, guys. I'm trying. I'm trying. Okay. This is going to be so good. All right. So he's going to punch him. Cool. Yeah, he's going to punch him a little bit. He's going to go down. Are we getting audio here? When he walks away and walks back and the guy hits him in the gut, it's going to be the best moment of of your whole life. (laughs) <laughs> dude, but dude, I didn't hear the audio. Where's the audio? You you have to hear. Like,
2: the audio didn't
0: come
2: it. up. No, the I audio didn't it. come oh, up. Man. No.
3: All right, let me. I don't know how I can do it, but let me try it again.
0: <laughs> so who is it? Uh, Jake Jackson. Holy cow! I was a slap. <laughs> yeah. For those people that think old school wrestling is dead, this let me tell you, this is Rodney Mac and Jazz's wrestling league down in uh, San Antonio Texas and I'm telling you man like you're not getting on that you're not getting on the card uh, if you can't if you don't have a little something about you
3: I, I can't get the audio up but man I, I heard it on my end
0: <laughs> oh man we've been laughing about that all week at work because you know most of my my co like they, they once they find out I'm a wrestler they want to see all my matches Oh wait uh, they want to see matches on YouTube, and so I started bringing that one around and showing them all. I'm like, "Hey, first you need to hear it, and then then you can see it." So, and Terry McDermott, that hurt me just watching. You know, guys, Bull's gonna love it. We talked about him on the show. Wait, we should get Bull him, on the show. Let him know. Oh Jesus! You get me and him in the same place. It's gonna be it's gonna be just mayhem, pandemonium,
3: and that, and that would be a taste to what the old podcast used to be like for all the new <laughs> viewers. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. Um, we get the OGK, which I believe stands for the original kingdom. Uh, that would be Matt Taven and former challenger for the 10 pounds of gold, Michael Bennett. And uh, they come into the show, I mean, kind of unannounced. Um, and uh, they walk into the uh, Valor Hall and essentially challenge the fixers. And I thought that was kind of cool because, you know, Joe Cali got on the, on the headset and said, yeah, the NWA just whispered in my ear that this match is sanctioned. So it was kind of cool like that. All right, we get another match. And we're talking about, I don't know the last time that I watched power and got three consecutive matches without any BS in the middle. It was just match, match, match. And I felt really excited about that. And I, you know, to me, this is how this show could be every week if they wanted it to be. Um, the match I thought was pretty good. Establish, establish the uh, the kingdom as a legitimate tag team in the NWA. One thing that I thought was pretty awesome. And remember, though, this show was taped before the announcement from Ring of Honor. But one thing that uh, Austin Idol said was, do the talents from Ring of Honor belong here? And it was just an offhand comment. And it, didn't, it had nothing to do with the news that broke this week or last week. But I just thought, wow. What like how like that that's such a great thing to have said. And it all kind of ties in so well because that tag team match was booked obviously before the news broke with Ring of Honor. So it just kind of felt like oh they're building to something and obviously To me, when I see so much introduction to tag teams, I feel like they're getting us ready for Crockett Cup 2022. And I think this match was put in place to make the the kingdom uh, look solid when that announcement comes for a tag team uh, tournament. Uh, Kevin, what did you think of this one? What I do know is this. That uh, for the first time in a very long time I was happy with where my $5 went this month Uh, It it hurt a heck of a lot less watching some of this wrestling um, Because it felt like a good wrestling show And I'm not going to say it was the best wrestling I've ever seen But this was probably the best presentation that the NWA has provided In a 45 to 55 minute window And uh, I was very happy with it You know, I know, Jaden, you didn't catch it, but uh, I'm going to ask DK, what did you think of, uh, by any means necessary, part one?
1: Well, I really enjoyed the first 30 minutes. Even some of the things I wasn't overly fond of made sense because of how they did it. Uh, Wasn't wild about the women's tag match. But in isolation, I liked Mims versus uh, Mass Dude. Sion. Mass Dude. And uh, the great Mass Dude. Excuse me. So, you know, hey. Like you said, five bucks. I probably got my money's worth out of it.
3: Kevin. How would you feel about
0: this one? I, I liked, I thought it was, uh, I thought the whole thing, I thought it was actually a pretty good show. I felt like the opening of the show was very, I asked, I I, I, te- I don't know if I texted you guys about it, but um, it's like, uh, I felt like Jazz might have booked that opener because that was, a, that was a something we would, we would used to do at our shows in Louisiana and, you know, open the show with like 30 minutes of wrestling. And, you know just continual and in reality like no it, it was these weren't huge built up storylines but like I would I would think that DK can agree with me on this that it did kind of make sense though and and you know why it made sense because it was fun it was exciting it was entertaining and that's what wrestling should be god dog it like it's supposed to be fun entertaining and exciting uh, I, again I, I felt and like and it had the, a
1: surprise it,
0: yeah, there were surprises. Uh, wh- the in-ring work was left a little bit to be desired, but I'll tell you who I was very impressed with, and that was the fixers. Um, I didn't realize how big they were till they got in the ring. And, right. you know, and even though it's hilarious to watch the the, the, the big fat one, what's his name? Uh, Rocky Wrecking Ball. Ball. So Wrecking <laughs> Ball watching with him, <laughs> Watching him run across the ring was, it was maybe my favorite part of the night cause, if you didn't watch him run across the ring, guys, you got to go back and watch it. But those guys were good, man. They they were entertaining. They were big. They were believable. Um, I, I knew they were going to lose to Mike Bennett and his guy. But um, I, to me, I felt like them and Mims' new look were my favorite parts of the show. Mims jumped up a huge notch, and this is the second what Jaden said earlier. Um, that the re- a wrestler's gear and their presentation can really change the game for them because it can help eliminate distractions and draw your attention away from some of their flaws. It's kind of like bodybuilding. Um, you know, don't show your flaws, only show your strengths. And you know, I think with Mims putting a singlet on, a nice singlet, no less, a good-looking singlet. It's a nice. He had some nice gear. Uh, it made me look at his face more. maybe look at his his. His physical prowess more and I was really I was really impressed with Mims and honestly I, I knew he wasn't going to win the match but I wanted him to which tells you I was into it I really wanted him to I was like come on man I know he's not gonna win it but dang it like I feel like I'm sliding in the direction of becoming a fan of his which it's pretty exciting you know it's kind of a cool thing to say you know because I want to be a fan I'm not the bitter old wrestler, Jaden. I actually still love wrestling and like it. And have very, very little uh, bad taste in my mouth about the business. So when are
2: you making a comeback then?
0: That, 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 that's, I'm trying to keep it that way.
2: Oh, I see. <laughs> Don't become a promoter oh, no, no. then. You'll hate hey, wrestling.
0: hey, I will say this. I will say this. You get me a match with Rey Mysterio, Jushin Liger, Chavo Guerrero, so, some great cruiserweight that I've never wrestled. I'll be yeah. I'll come out of retirement for that. What about you know, classic? <laughs> Heck no, but no, really. I I would I would I would take Rey Mysterio any day. I'll do it for free. Just fly me in. I'm in.
3: I got miles so there you go. up.
0: I'm just saying, like Rey Mysterio. That that was he's my favorite wrestler of all time, and in my opinion, the only guy that rivals Daniel Bryan in work rate for the last 20 years.
3: James H Jackson pointed out by any means necessary actually was one hour and 15 minutes and 37 seconds in length. So really they like this over delivered as far as I'm concerned, because, you know, they advertised uh, like three matches or four matches and we got more and I'm always okay with more. Um, it starts off with a promo from Jack Stain, and, you know, Jack Stain is really kind of taken it to the next level in terms of his promo skills. Like he's a guy that we've always wanted to hear what he had to say but as champion in the NWA was very quiet. You, you, you almost never heard him cut promos. And this, this, this uh, resurgence of the former world champion, former North American champion, former national champion, former tag team champion um, has really been a, a step up. And I really like the development of the character. Um, two quotes that I love that he said is uh, what we're going to see is a level of violence you haven't seen before which I think is always great when talking about a steel cage match and I really enjoyed when he emphasized that I will put my fist through your face always like great talking points as far as I'm concerned I thought it was a great promo Uh, DK what did you think about the promo Uh,
1: yeah it's kind of what you said I'm kind of sad he wasn't doing things like this back when he was champion I mean just I don't know if it's more confidence in his uh, abilities now or what but uh, in, he's got a soft voice but it works for him you know and this is proof that you don't have to be yelling screaming, hollering and still be somewhat intimidating because you know I've stood next to, to Jax before and there's pictures of me next to Jax and you know the size alone intimidates you <laughs> uh yeah, you know his his talk was good, made sense, you believed him. You didn't think that these were words that were written for him. You you believed what he said. Kevin.
0: Yeah, I, I okay. Before everybody freaks out on me here, uh it wasn't Jax's best promo. Uh, no. Since he's been working in this character, um, I, I felt like it, it, it I felt, and, and again, you know, hey, you know, what am I to tell Jax Dane, who, like, DK said, like, one of the more intimidating guys I've ever met in my life, um, but also one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, too, and, and he was, a, he, yeah, anyway. Sure. Um, but no, I I felt like maybe a little better preparation for this promo would have paid dividends for him, for him. Uh, just maybe you don't have to, you don't have to script your whole promo, but maybe you, you want to pace it, you know? And it felt like it kind of just at the end. Um, and you always want to end a promo. You always want to start the promo strong and you always want to end the promo strong and you always want to make a point. He made a point. He started the promo strong. I just felt like it ended with a little bit of ink, but as a whole, he's still the most interesting character they've got going on their television show for me. And again, I I look for all of Steve Austin's promos weren't always great either, Um, so but the majority of them were, and I'm I'm looking forward to more Jack Stain on NWA TV because he's he's right now four out of the five dollars paying for four out of the five dollars I'm spending. If he's on the show, I'm watching.
1: This may sound weird, but I think he's actually kind of peaking now. It's been nine years since he held the title, but I mean, I think right now he's probably at his peak.
3: Uh, Yeah, um, real quick, I think I just read some more releases, and that's kind of why I I was quiet there for a second, but it it looks like... I don't know if these are accurate or not because it's not a source that I'm familiar with, but it sounds like Danny Birch, Tim Thatcher, Drew Gulak, and Tegan Knox have been cut as well. Highlight okay, like
0: three so
2: out of four other people.
0: So Tegan Knox, Thatcher, and who? Uh,
3: uh Drew Gulak. Okay. Danny Birch.
0: Okay.
3: I know now, I Danny can-
1: Birch was uh, only Oni Lor- Lorkin's partner, yeah. so.
0: Yeah, G- Gulak was pretty good, but didn't fit into the WWE very well. I think Thatcher—they—they they, they let go of Thatcher.
3: That's that's what they—that's what this report okay. said.
0: Yeah, I, I really like Timothy Thatcher. So, I, I but again, there's probably reasons behind it. And then, what was the the other one that you mentioned?
3: Um, it was Tegan Knox. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, all right, so that's, again, crazy. Uh, A lot of stuff is just changing here on the fly, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how things come in 2022, that's for sure. This year's almost over, guys. December 4th is the Hard Times pay-per-view, and that's just a month away from today. So all those NXT contracts that expired, you know, in 30 days, they should be able to appear on the NWA program if they so choose to. Um, Next up, we get uh, The Pope. With our our guy Joe Galli in the ring, and it's a fired up promo. But again, it's you know I love I could listen to the Pope read the read the dictionary. I could listen to him read the thesaurus, and that's basically what this was because there was no real substance to what he was saying. He was just excited to be there, and he was kind of doing what Pope does, which is saying nothing by saying a lot. Um, so I mean I, I, it was a fun promo but he really didn't tell us anything that we didn't already know didn't give us any new information and uh, that would set up the match between Pope and Colby Carino and just as an FYI to Mr. Uh, Modern Day Hero Nick Aldis said that the best free agent signing that the NWA has done in 2021 was bringing Colby Carino so I'm just going to put that out there
1: oh man I'm no longer an Aldis fan
3: I never was. uh, Never mind. Excuse me.
0: (laughs) Well, he did. He did. He did block me on Twitter. So apparently, he's not that smart of a guy. Maybe he's just all looks and promos, but no brains.
3: Um, Colby brings out the fixers, Jay Bradley and Wrecking Ball Ligurski. Wrecking Ball was trained by Matt Taven and is currently training with Bully Ray. Hmm. Um, Jay Bradley was at the 70th anniversary show. He was also at the Crockett Cup. And was even at the um, pop-up show that they did in early January 2019 uh, when he ra- wrestled Tom Latimer. Kevin, you'll be happy to hear that Tom Latimer beat him. Um, and the match was going okay, uh, but the, uh, the, the fixers started to get involved. That would bring out the ill-begotten uh, of uh, such an awful name of Captain Yuma and Rush Freeman. Uh, they would join the Pope in support and kind of help even up the odds. Pope would end up getting the victory of uh, the match itself. I was I was actually all right with this match. Uh, I'm going to go to you first, Kev, because I know you're a huge Colby fan. What did you think of this one?
0: Yeah, I didn't really like the match very well. If Colby's so great, I really felt like this match should have been right in his wheelhouse. Uh, for a guy like of that size and stature, getting to wrestle a guy's Pope's size and stature, the as they say in football, the playbook is completely open, um, and these guys could have done anything and everything in that match. Given their size uh, comparison, uh, the fact that you know one of them has charisma, the other one pretends like he has charisma. Um, it could have been more. I would have liked to see more of the match. It wasn't a bad match by any stretch. Uh, this is a great point to great time to point out the production value on this show was a hundred times better like a hundred times better like did I say a hundred times better already like it was no. so much better um so it was so much easier to watch but um uh, yeah the match was all right it wasn't certainly wasn't bad I kind in of the same with both you know it's like it's like give let him let him just a good promo like that if he doesn't have anything to say let him pick something random to talk about but not something like that we've already heard him Go out and not talk about, say it and not say it. It's like let him go in there and talk about Kentucky and the history of the town they're in, or something, or I don't know. Just talk about something, and then the match happened, you know, because he's such a good talker, he could just go out there and talk about anything, and it would be fun to listen to. Um, but again, it wasn't a bad match. Uh, it, it, there was a huge botch there though, uh, all with Kobe Carino yeah. off the top. Uh, in that match with the double foot stomp and all that. And it's just like, come on, NWA, guys. Like, every show you've got this. At some point, somebody that's booking this thing needs to come in, a, a worker who understands this sort of needs to come and say, guys, we've got to tighten this up. Like, we can't have a botch every single show, especially in this match where it's supposed to be two of their work rate guys. So it, it was good, but it, it was certainly... But I, I definitely like the segue into the next match.
3: Was it was it a weird... And, and DK, we'll get to your thoughts in just a second. Kevin, when he missed that spot, I, you know, being the uh, non-pro wrestler but a longtime fan, realized something went wrong. D- did it look like to you that Colby was like a deer caught in the headlights because he didn't really know what to do to yeah. adjust for that? Because that's what it looked like to me. And it looked like Pope tried to make something out of it, but... It sure looked like Colby was just lost
0: there for a second. Uh, yeah, I, I I can. I just I just think Colby Colby if Colby Carino wasn't Colby Carino, he would not even be on this show. Like I like guys for just a second, pretend like his name was John Smith. You know, because he doesn't even have a gimmick. Remember we you know like he doesn't even have anything really attached to him. It's just Colby. My dad's famous last name. Now everybody should pay attention to me. And he's even said that on the show. Um, I, like I said, if you call him John Smith and pretend like he has no background, um, you, might, you might start to see a little bit of what I'm talking about.
3: TK, your thoughts?
1: Back in the day after he was way past his prime, Nobody could work up a crowd quite like uh, Jimmy Valiant could. And I mean, he would go out there and he would talk and he'd do a promo. And if you ever got a crowd would go crazy, but if you ever got a transcript of what he said, he never said anything. I mean, just total, total garbage. And I kind of feel that way with Pope today. Pope can go out there and say almost anything and I get excited. I mean, I love listening to him. Just, and he has, he has the enthusiasm that you need to open a show. I mean, he had a purpose when he went out there, when that was to get the crowd going. And, you know, as far as I was concerned, he was successful. But I thought the mattress was okay. I didn't have anything against it except for that one blown spot. And it was just more like... I don't know if Deer in the Headlights is right, but just... I mean, you could almost see the look on his face of, damn, that wasn't right. And so... I, I only wish Pope would have reacted a little bit quicker than he did. You know, and done something. Rolled him up or something. But overall, I mean, I don't have any... I don't have any major complaints and only that one minor complaint. But what I really want to know is, Jaden, what's your opinion on Kobe Carino?
2: I've actually known the kid since he was like, eight. And he was a good kid. I think he had some issues that kind of derailed him for a little while and he's trying to get back on track. Um, I didn't see the match, so I can't give an honest opinion about it. Uh, when he's in there against a good veteran, I know I've seen him have some good matches, uh, but I, I guess if he blew a spot, and that's what happens with a lot of these wrestlers nowadays. They do these spots, spot, 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 spots, instead of reacting with the crowd once and reacting to the flow of the match and reacting to with a situation out there that they get lost once something goes wrong and they have no idea what to do. That happens to a lot of the uh, wrestlers from nowadays.
1: I, I will say I do like him with the the fixers and the reason is they're both big huge guys and he I mean if I were somebody I'd probably transition him more into like a manager role for them because he's kind of got that slappable arrogant thing and I think he's somebody that could take the bumps needed for the for that team you know Get beat up on a regular basis, or something like that, for the team or whatever. So I, I will say I like that pairing. I'll also say since we're probably getting ready to move to talk about the fixers, that wrecking ball Gursky certainly, you know, he he looks like his name, big guy, and and you know, uh, around, I, but but he's kind of like King Kong Bundy.
3: You know, I the same
1: thing. You, you don't sit there and think, oh, fat guy. You think big guy.
3: Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, Gary Horn kept saying uh, via the live chat and uh, and uh, on, on their post show as well how big those guys were. And you wouldn't believe how big they were. I've stood next to Jay Bradley before. He's a big guy, and he doesn't look all that big when he's standing next to to uh, the wrecking ball there. But they're both legitimately 6'4", Big dudes, um, and it was kind of neat to see uh, another tag team introduced to the NWA. Although they don't have the best track record with tag team wrestling, maybe that changes after, by any means necessary. Because the next match we get is the uh, the aforementioned Ilbegotten who came to even up the odds against the fixers. Now, the uh, like I said, is Rush Freeman and Captain Yuma, and uh, this match uh, did a great job of establishing. Uh, who these guys are in the fixers, um, wrecking ball and Bradley. they just made everything look easy. And even Rush Freeman, who's a big dude in, a, in his own right, was still kind of uh, dwarfed by these two these two, two brutes. Um, you know Rick, uh, the fixers end up getting the victory. And uh, post promo we get Jay Bradley saying that they're the fixers and they're for hire which kind of makes me think that there's a lot of interesting opportunities they can use with that tag team. Uh, DK, uh, what did you think of that match, the tag team match?
1: Uh, You know, look, honestly, anything that you give has with, I tend to not enjoy. But there was kind of an exception in this place, in this case, because they especially considering what happens after this match is they filled a role that needed to be done which was to get the fix, fixers over as big, brutal destructive men and uh, I know Jay Browley I've watched him for a while uh, don't really have any complaints against him I think I think he's don't think he'll ever be big time big time but you know I think he's a, I think he's a solid talent this is the first time I've ever seen wrecking ball and like I said the name fits fits his look it fits the way he moves in the ring it fits his power destructive style I like these two I like these two quite a bit and so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing more of them in WA. And, and, fuck So I do know. Kevin?
0: Yeah, I, I actually agree with you on Yuma and, uh, and, uh, Rush. Homeboy Rush. Yeah, I, they're just the weirdest pairing still. Uh, but I agree. I, I thought they did. They actually, they actually served a purpose in this match. Um, I would have liked to see it go a little faster, a little shorter. But as a whole, uh, Bri- yeah, Bradley and Wrecking Ball are impressive, and honestly, like they're entertaining too. And that's the part that that you probably wouldn't expect off the bat. And it's not like they're out there trying to be entertaining, but they're good. Um, and like I said. Wrecking Ball running across the ring, the tag Bradley was not supposed to be entertaining, but it was. <laughs> and, and honestly, look, guys, that's why I love I love wrestling. Honestly, y- y'all know I'm a huge fan of heavyweight wrestling for sure. Um, you know, when you're good heavyweight, you can just circle the ring and yell at each other, and it's entertaining. Um, go watch Nord the Barbarian and uh, I think it's maybe Bruiser Brody. They just walk around for 10 minutes yelling at each other. And I, by the time they get, I get about five minutes in, I'm standing up yelling too. But, um, you <laughs> know. <laughs> ah! Anyway, oh, by the way, guys, my friend, we all know Bull on this show. He he had a wrestling match over the weekend. And he sent me the video, and I'll, I'll send it to you guys. And he, in about five minutes and 55 seconds, he slaps this kid because he won't sell for him so hard. And it's so funny. I've showed it to all my people at work. And what I do is I just, I pull up the video and I just let them hear the audio of the slap first. And everybody pops just for the hearing it. And they're like, oh my God, I've got to see that. And then they see it and they're like, I can't believe it was even better when I got to see it. So anyways, um, I, I love big heavyweight wrestling. I love when big guys go out there and just beat, beat up on each other. And these guys were entertaining. Um, I, I really enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed that I got to see them for three segments in a row and uh, two matches. And so kudos because we did get some really good, as we say on the show, content uh, in these matches. I, I really, I really thought this was the strongest part of any segment NWA's had in a while. My uh, beautiful wife will be entering the screen here any second now. A hey. beautiful I'm out of my league here, guys. Just,
1: just yeah, we all knew that already. But you know, I, I gotta admit, Kevin, hearing the story about a bull who we all love. Uh, slapping that guy is probably the best thing I've heard today. So I'm um, I i can not wait. I can't wait to see the video because It's so good. (laughs) Knowing bull, it's got to be. You you really wonder what stupid people think sometimes.
2: Uh, You know, I have a question, though. Yes. I have a friend named Vinny, and I'm not sure how he's going to like this fixer tag team. You know, he might have to get his uh, Italian lawyers from from New Jersey to uh, see about doing something like that. Mr. Uh, Baba Ganoush and Mr. Boombatz and and everything like that to see if they could do something about that Fixer name. Because there's only one Fixer, and that's Vinny the Fixer, in my opinion. That said, though, Jay Bradley's pretty awesome, and I know Wrecking Ball the He's a really good kid, too. Uh, Jay Bradley kind of reminds me of a very young Stan Hansen, in a way. Oh, that's a good call. And then uh, Wrecking Ball the kind of reminds me more of Bam Bam Bigelow without the cartwheel. Like, I need I to see Bam Bam. But I
1: yeah, I, I thought Bundy when I first saw him. I was like, oh man, we got Monday King Kong Bundy
3: in here.
0: Not tall enough, but he's he's got the right body for it.
3: Alright, so now I'm now I'm desperately trying to figure out how to get that video on the channel, so bear with me while I try <laughs> to figure this out.
0: Yeah, I put it I put it in the chat by the way, if you're talking about the full slap. It's yeah. at about five minutes and fifty seconds on the on the video, guys. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding, y'all. It's so great. <laughs> and again, like, I, I, and maybe you know, I'm a I'm a, a, a brute, a brute old, but I I like physical wrestling. I'm of the belief that wrestling should be like football. You know, you, you don't take your helmet off and hit him in the face with it. But you gotta hit hard, man. Like it has to be hard hitting. There's gotta be like some oomph to it or it's just it's just you know not it just doesn't have the same meat to it wait, for me wait. that that's the content I'm looking for
3: when did you say the match what what time was it it
0: was about 5
3: minutes and 50 seconds 5 minutes and 50 seconds alright
2: I know all three of you are football fans but I really don't like football fans I don't like sports that are predetermined that's why I like legitimate sports like professional wrestling
0: hey you are on to something Jaden I'm so serious because my two favorite teams have the most have the most, <laughs> have the, yeah DK side. but my two <laughs> favorite teams get the worst repping calls of any teams in football man Michigan Wolverines and the Dallas Cowboys they have a stat for now for like referee calls that, that could have gone either way that didn't go your way and the Dallas Cowboys have led the NFL in the last three years in those calls it's just it's hard to watch the game sometimes man because you're just like here we go again <laughs> Uh Uh-oh. Are we getting it? Oh, guys. I'm trying. I'm trying. Okay. This is going to be so good. All right. So he's going to punch him. Cool. Yeah, he's going to punch him a little bit. He's going to go down. Are we getting audio here? When he walks away and walks back and the guy hits him in the gut, it's going to be the best moment of of your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, I didn't hear the audio. Where's the audio? You you have to hear it.
3: Like, the,
2: the audio costume. didn't come up. No, I the didn't audio didn't the come audio. up.
3: No. All right, let me. I don't know how I can do it, but let me try it again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so who is it? Uh, Jake Jackson. Holy cow! That was a slap. <laughs> yeah. For those people that think old school wrestling is dead, this let me tell you, this is Rodney Mac and Jazz's wrestling league down in uh, San Antonio Texas and I'm telling you man like you're not getting on that you're not getting on the card uh, if you can't if you don't have a little something about you I,
3: I can't get the audio up but man I, I heard it on my end
0: <laughs> oh man we've been laughing about that all week at work because you know most of my my co like they, they once they find out I'm a wrestler they want to see all my matches Oh wait uh, they want to see matches on YouTube, and so I started bringing that one around and showing them all. I'm like, "Hey, first you need to hear it, and then then you can see it." So and Terry McDerMc, that hurt me just watching. You know, guys, Bull's gonna love it. We talked about him on the show. Wait, we should get I'll Bull let, on, he on the show. Oh Jesus, you get me and him in the same place? It's gonna be it's gonna be just mayhem, pandemonium,
3: and that, and that would be a taste of what the old podcast used to be like for all the new <laughs> viewers. <laughs> All right, so Um, we get the OGK, which I believe stands for the original kingdom. Uh, That would be Matt Taven and former challenger for the 10 pounds of gold, Michael Bennett. And uh, they come into the show, I mean, kind of unannounced. um, And uh, they walk into the uh, Valor Hall and essentially challenge the fixers and I thought that was kind of cool because you know Joe Cali got on the on the headset and said yeah the NWA just whispered in my ear that this match is sanctioned so it was kind of cool like that alright we get another match and I, we're talking about I don't know the last time that I watched Power and got three consecutive matches without any BS in the middle it was just match 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 and I felt really excited about that and I, you know to me this is how this show could be every week if they wanted it to be um, the match I thought was pretty good. Establish, establish the, uh, the kingdom as a legitimate tag team in the NWA. One thing that I thought was pretty awesome. And remember though, this show was taped before the announcement from ring of honor. But one thing that, uh, Austin Idol said was, do the talents from ring of honor belong here? And it was just an offhand comment and it didn't, it had nothing to do with the news that broke this week or last week. But I just thought, wow, what, like, how, like that—that's such a great thing to have said, and it all kind of ties in so well because that tag team match was booked obviously before the news broke with Ring of Honor, so it just kind of felt like, oh, they're building to something, and obviously. To me, when I see so much introduction to tag teams, I feel like they're getting us ready for Crockett Cup 2022, and I think this match was put in place to make the the kingdom uh, look solid when that announcement comes for a tag team uh, tournament. Uh, Kevin, what did you think of this one? (laughs) Thanks again for tuning in to the Alliance blog podcast, our presentation of alliance-wrestling.com. We genuinely appreciate your support. Would you consider subscribing so you won't miss any future episodes? We'd also like to remind you that we do a live stream every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on YouTube at the Alliance blog. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, TikTok, and Twitch at the Alliance blog. Remember, absorb what is useful, reject what is useless, add what is essentially your own. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time.